This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on reforms in infrastructure sector in 100 days of the NDA2 government. The participants are Ashok Tandon, political analyst, and Deepa Kumar Dash, journalist. This government has been focusing a lot on improving the infrastructure. That has been one of the key areas of you know, thrust areas, primarily because it gives more employment at the same time. It actually pushes the economic activities. How do you look at the things that have shaped up? Obviously, we have built more number of national highways, as many kilometers than last year or maybe last term. Similarly, it has happened in the railways. There have been many more new announcements, something that happened today afternoon itself. When Nirmala Sitaraman said that she made an announcement that the government will create a corpus of rupees 10,000 crore for the stuck housing projects. So, projects which are not in NPA or not in NCLT, they will get the last mile funding, you know, so that they can complete the project and about 3.5 lakh home buyers who are stuck, they will get a benefit. How do you see the overall things taking shape? No, let us start from the beginning. See, the fact that uh, the Modi government uh, got a massive mandate in the 2019 election in itself was a huge achievement because political stability in a democracy is the essence of all the developmental projects. So let's not undermine the fact that proving all the profits of doom wrong, Modi government and the NDA attained absolute majority and came to power for the second term. NDA coming back to power for the second term has happened for the first time. In fact, if I may say so, a non-Congress government has come back to power after being on in the saddle for five years. So that itself was basically laying the foundation for the building of uh, the developmental projects by the Modi government. And as uh, Prime Minister himself said the other day, that development, trust and big changes. That is the hallmark of his government's 100 days in the second inning. And in a very lighter vein, he said, this is what we have seen in 100 days is just a trailer. Picture abhi baki hai. So, building on that foundation of political stability, the government has taken few of measures in various fields, including commitment made in their Sankal Patra about uh, abrogation of 317, 35A, triple talaq and a series of other ideological decisions which the government has taken. Now, coming back to your question of uh, economic reforms, particularly in the infrastructure. infrastructure sector, a lot has been initiated in the aviation sector. There has been a talk going on about uh, disinvestment in uh, Air India, India's flagship uh, carrier, and also relating to the aviation policy. Because in infrastructure, aviation is a very key factor particularly if you look at the hill states and northeast. In the first term of Modi government, quite a lot was done, Udan scheme, etc. So there has been consistent effort on the part of this government to improve infrastructure, particularly in the remote areas, as well as in the northeastern region, and that is through the aviation sector. Then in the railway sector also, if I remember, Prime Minister in his independence address said, 1,000 crore rupees will be spent on the infrastructure sector. And that includes aviation, railways, road, ports, etc. 
So in that context, it is a continuation of the earlier innings policies with regard to improving infrastructure because infrastructure is directly related in improving tourism in this country. If we have better infrastructure, then we can see all the developmental projects can be put in proper place. So in that context, uh, quite a lot has been done in the previous regime in the aviation and in the railway sector. Now again, railway also is going to do a lot of reforms in the pipeline and similarly the port sector also. The infrastructure and particularly in the national highway sector also, the last regime, Mr. Nitin Gadkari, when he took the reins of the office, from 2 km per day, he took it to 30 km per day and a lot of national highways were planned also. Some of them are in the pipeline, some of them are in progress and quite a lot of state highways were also converted into national highways. So, the Pradhan Mantri quadrilateral scheme which was initiated by the then Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee was in fact literally put on the back burner by 10 years of UPA regime and has now been put again on the rail by Nitin Gadkari in the last 5 years and in continuation of that whole lot of national highway schemes are being now implemented and also Pradhan Mantri Gram Sadat Yojana because unless you have infrastructure connected right up to the villages Nothing can happen. No progress will be visible. So, therefore, along with the national highway, also Pradhan Mantri Gram Sadak Yojana. So, quite a lot of initiatives have been taken in that context. And you also mentioned about the housing because housing also comes under infrastructure. So, in that, a lot has been said about it. But today, the finance minister, Nirmala Sitaraman, announced a host of decisions to boost the housing sector, which you have also mentioned. So, similarly, you know, the infrastructure has to be seen in totality. We can't single it out because if our economic growth is advancing, then there are other like uh, boost to agriculture. So, agriculture also needs infrastructure. I think on the agriculture sector, quite a lot of it has been done and particularly giving boost to other textile and uh, the commerce related products. You need infrastructure also to take them to the port, to take them to export destination. Now, real estate has been given a big boost today. A lot of incentives have been announced for home buyers also. And in that context, I think the Indian economy is doing well if we compare it with other major economies in the world because the so-called slowdown, which media people have been talking about it, is not at all a local phenomena. It has got something to do with the global impact. But in, even then, the Indian economy apparently is doing extremely well if we compare it with, say, other developing countries like Indonesia and Malaysia in our own neighborhood. So, I don't think there is anything to worry about. The government has just completed 100 days and a lot more needs to be done, which the government has already put in the pipeline. What you said is actually right. But at a time when government is also facing some kind of financial crisis from within that's why it took money from RBI and we know how things have been happening. So, in this particular time, government is also being pushed to take such a step as we said, putting 10,000 crore for the home buyers, putting more money in infrastructure. How do you see government is going to balance it? One reason which apparently was noticed by all the experts was the large number of NPS. And to stop that, particularly in the infrastructure, you need to give boost to the banking sector also. And that is why in the budget, the, the finance minister announced that 70,000 crore rupees yes. would be pumped into the banking sector, so that the banking sector needs to be 
given a boost and the finance minister today said that the, the results are visible. Particularly the merger of 10 banks into 4 banks, that was also done with keeping in view the growing NPAs. So once the NPA of the bank is, the issue is, is taken care of, then you will see all the infrastructure projects will be back on the rail because the banks need to give, you know, advances to the road projects, rail projects and all other infrastructure projects. See, in the last parliament session, 28 important legislations were passed and one of them significant was that uh, 44 central labor laws were in fact uh, put into four codes of wages, industrial relations, social security, welfare, occupational safety, health and working conditions. So if you improve all the working conditions, then the infrastructure projects also get that kind of uh, a boost. We have to see the economy moving in the right direction in totality. I think the 28 legislations which were passed, including the Motor Vehicle Act, that also was very significant. And if you look at the, in the last 60 years, Parliament this time has done extremely well. Record, 38 bills were introduced out of it, 28 were passed Pass. by Parliament. So therefore, there was the country, particularly the all sections of Parliament were in a mood to do some, to tran transact some business. So therefore, I think first 100 days, if you look at it, or if you sum it up, then it has been extremely positive and uh, quite a lot of uh, the agenda has been achieved in the last 100 days. As, as you talked about that uh, merger of banks, some days back I was talking to some of the people in the CII and other industrial entities. They were saying, since you have a bigger bank, now they will have the opportunity, they will be able to you know, give a financing to a big ticket project. Earlier maybe a bank was reluctant to give provide 5,000 rupees crore loan or maybe 6,000 crore. They may now go for giving finance to if it's, it's a viable project up to 20,000 crore. So you think that that will also somehow increase uh, the possibility of private players getting little bit money quicker on, in a very, very easy manner rather than what they're facing problem earlier. No, if you look at some of the recent announcements made by the finance minister, they are all related to the overall economic development. Like rollback of... Uh, the enhanced super-rich tax on foreign and domestic equity investors. Now, this became a big hurdle because as if the investors were getting out of India. So, this relief given by the finance minister will also have a very positive impact on, on, the, on the economy as well as the infrastructure sector. Similarly, the exemption has been given to startups from the angel tax. And uh, putting across all these measures, including infusing of 70,000 crore into the PSU banks, the merger of 10 banks into 4, and total outlay of 100 lakh crore into the infrastructure. And also the reform which have been announced in the farm sector and the national security, as well as uh, the Kisan Samman scheme, putting 6,000 rupees annually into the kitty of all the farmers. Ah. So if you see, it's a whole package. The economy is moving in a concerted formation so that no sector is left out. One interesting thing that has happened in railways, for the first time they are bringing private players to run the trains. They are first running uh, two trains, though not by a private player, but their own you know, housing and uh, ticketing and the housekeeping agency that is IRCTC. They are saying it's actually a big beginning. How do you look at you know this private participation actually becoming a big thing in this government? You know, government planning to get rid of Air India, 
bringing more private investment in railways, bringing private people to run trains on roads. We have seen how PPP has been quite successful to to a lot of extent. There are a lot of reforms being introduced in the railway sector and similarly in the aviation sector also because there is a growing feeling in the government that not necessary for the government to getting involved into each and everything. So if there is reform taking place in the railway, it will be for the good of the people because the services will improve and therefore government also because red tape will be eliminated. Similarly, I foresee a huge reform taking place in the aviation sector because India is a huge market for the aviation sector and many players are interested in coming into India with huge investment. So therefore reforms are now being gradually unfolded and we will see the result when we discuss the government achievements when we cross say six months then we will see quite a lot of projects which are in the pipeline the results will also be visible. Now there are also talks about what are the new challenges? Like in the particular in road sector, when we want to build more roads, maybe 40 kilometers per day, we need uh, that much of you know raw material. Where is that raw material? Where is that sand? Where is that aggregate? So there have been also a discussion in the market among the industrial players. They have been saying, why don't government work to you know, maybe locate or map the resources areas? We have to think big. If you are thinking big, then also you have to need, need to prepare well. Otherwise, it will again become a chaos after some year. Certainly, of course, it has to be a very comprehensive policy. All segments and all the stakeholders have to be there, like auto sector also needs some help, the boost, which the finance minister today promised. The auto sector will also be given a boost. All the stakeholders will have to think about it. It is not necessary that only one department of the government thinks about it. As far as infrastructure is concerned, all the stakeholders have to be uh, taken on board. Therefore, the economy will be back on the rail in the sense that the GDP has no targets have to be achieved and in that context, the infrastructure sector alone can contribute at least up to 2% in the GDP growth. Now, what you said is actually right. Things are going to change. It has only started. The biggest announcement that we saw about a new construction activity that will be undertaken is the, the new development on the Rajpath. I think that will again be a huge, huge infrastructure development in the entire city. Uh, thanks a lot, Mr. Tandon. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on reforms in infrastructure sector in 100 days of the NDA2 government. The participants were Ashok Tandon, political analyst, and Deepak Kumar Dash, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.